This year's donations might go to, say, the geology department. Oh dear, not the dirt people. Geology is the study of pressure and time. That's all it takes, really. What kind of activity is turning lead to acid? Look, I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and <laughs> welcome to the Geology Flannel Cast. My name is Steve. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris. And <clears throat> I'm Jesse. Yeah, sorry. We were giggling a little bit in the beginning, you know, because we, we normally have such a s- smooth beginning to our podcast, but I was doing the old Wayne's World where... They, oh, is that they, what that was? They, I didn't yeah. know what that was. Uh, they they count it down to three. How come we don't say two or one? <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> Everything I know about TV, I know from Wayne's World. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Aurora uh, Free Access Television. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Well, uh, yeah. What episode are we at, Chris? 60. This is episode 69. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No way. Uh-huh. 69, no way. dude. Yeah. What oh, movie is that from? Bill and Ted reference Ted. right there. Yeah. <laughs> if, you really, if you really are us, what number are we thinking of? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, man. David says, swing. So, um, yeah. All right. So you want to play, pay some bills real quick? Go ahead. Get it over and done with. Uh, so I, I know for the last like three weeks in a row, I talked about how I actually used the formatting formula. Um, okay. Believe it or not, this week, you I did not. No, I did not use them, but I did go to their YouTube channel and checked out some of their videos um, because, you know, I, I forgot. Oh, man. It's going to kill me now. I had something that I needed to learn how to do that was real simple and I couldn't figure it out. It was... It was something almost as simple as search, but now I'm struggling. So I apologize for any formula, but I did watch their videos and it did help me out. So uh, please check them out. YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula for all of your word documenting needs. They'll do um, anything from formatting your entire PhD dissertation, which apparently they do a lot of now. Um, they, they format a lot of those. Um, uh, oh, that's what it was. I had them format a huge document for me. That's what it was. So I they had docu- they had formatted my document for me, but then there was one little thing that I needed to tweak. So I rather than going back to them, I went to their videos, learned how to do it myself, and then did it myself. But they format uh, it ended up being two hundred pages. So I was pretty proud wow. of myself. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so there you go. But I was talking to them. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. This is going to be a real pain in the neck. They're like, are you kidding me? You should see some of the dissertations I get. Like non-complete sentences and just um, me, English, that, impossible. So um, things like that. So, it's too bad. For- like all the uh, dissertations, everything's typed up. You can't really see the, the, the tear stains on the paper anymore <laughs> from when they had typewriters. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a good point. But yeah. Um, yeah, but the formatting formula, they, they caught a few like stupid grammatical errors that I made and, um, like, uh, you grammatical errors. I know there and there. And yeah, you know, apparently I'm too big of a fan of commas. Two T O O. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, formatting formula that not only do they format the stuff, but they also, also caught some of this stuff. Uh, before I send it on to clients and or bosses and or whatever it was. Yeah, so. Steve, just last week you were busting on uh, Ira Glass from This American Life for having too many pauses. And yes. I just think it's ironic that you got nabbed for having too many commas in your <laughs> <laughs> in your true. reports or whatever whatever documents you're writing there. Yep. Uh, yeah. Arma baby comes right back around. Uh, that's that's true. Yeah. I'll I'll have to send Ira a apology letter. Let them know, but I'll put too many commas in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, please check them out. Formattingformula.com or YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula. Uh, subscribe to them. You know, uh, tell them the geology flannel cast sent you or send them an email. Tell them the geology flannel cast sent you or, you know, just check out their website and tell the geology flannel cast sent you. <laughs> Are you noticing a theme here? I, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but Hmm. yes yeah please please check them out they're they're a great uh supporter of the podcast and we can't say enough good things about them 
All right, let's get on with the episode. So we got a uh, uh, current events episode today, and I know Mr. Thornberg over there is just jumping out of his skin, ready to. He is just beaming with this story. So I, I'm going to save it. You're going to save it. I've got two. Yeah. I'll do one first, and then I'll segue. Okay, we'll come back around. All right. All right. Yeah. So the the I can I'll make them tie together. The first one. You'll make it tie together and then they'll be separated by like 30 minutes and then we'll bring it back, right? It's great. (laughs) Smooth as silk. (laughs) It's what we're known for here at the Geology Flannelcast. I'm pretty excited. Geologically speaking, what is 30 minutes? Nothing. 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 So can't even see it. All right. So go ahead. Let's start off with your your story. The the first story is, it's interesting. Um, And it, it's, uh, it deals with uh, sort of, early hominids and climate change all right so there's um so humans you know we evolve modern humans and all hominids uh evolve out of the east african rift valley and so this is you know the part of of africa that is um either actively or or recently rifting so there's you know the continent is 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 trying to split up and you got a divergent plate boundary there and and so there's some thought that this plays into the story in that you know you create these really big lakes so in in parts of like um uh i'm trying to think of like parts of kenya where you have uh lake turkana you find a lot of the early hominid fossils and and you have these really deep linear lakes that, and Lake Tanganyika and, and uh, Lake Malawi um, in different parts of the African continent. Mm-hmm. Lake Malawi's in Malawi and uh, Lake, Lake uh, <laughs> Tanganyika's in uh, Tanzania. It's on the border of Tanzania and Congo and Burundi and so on and so forth. And anyway, so it, it's this place where you have all of this activity and you have all of this evolutionary history. Well, this new study just came out of um, <clears throat> East Africa, and it's looking at this really interesting time period about 400,000 years ago. And so um, what they're finding here, and so it's, it's, in, it's in Africa, is that there is this really pretty dramatic um, change in, in the climate that affected the, the ecology there. So you have these envi- environmental changes, these extreme environmental changes where, you know, the, you're getting sort of this, the fresh water dries up at times and the, <clears throat> that causes the grasslands to, to disappear. And that actually affects the ecology. You see in um, the record of bones there, like, uh, different animals, um, baboons shrink to about a fourth of the size they were previously and large large grazers um, such as giraffes and zebras and elephants basically disappear from the record and get replaced with smaller species. So, uh, you know, there's this huge change. And so there was sort of this unknown because we have we have a record from prior to it and and the record prior to it is pretty stable and you have these early hominids that had developed tools and they developed these hand axes that that are pretty beautiful looking um and you could tell they're hand axes and they're they basically the technology they used was the same for about half a million years so about a million to 500,000 years ago. Techni- I mean, I'm sure a paleontologist or an archaeologist would be like, well, Only we knew an archaeologist that may or may not have been on this podcast on June 16th, 2020. I was, I literally <laughs> thinking, was just saying that. Um, Our good friend of the podcast, Alex Brittingham. Yeah. Should have, should have invited him. I know. We should, because this is sort of yeah, interesting. Yeah. We I'm, also know lots of geologists who work in East Africa too. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. yeah. But I just saw this story today, so cut me some slack. All right, all right. So, <clears throat> you mean you've been for, researching this for months? Carry yeah, on. I'm sure they'll they'll <laughs> be like, 
well, actually, the nuance here is X, whatever. The yeah. pictures I'm looking at, they all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in. I'm sold. There are these beautiful, like, hand axes. And so, in, in, unfortunately, in the sedimentary record, uh, you lose uh, about uh, uh, 200,000 years, uh, half a million years ago. So the record goes from half a million years, basically, to, to 320,000. Uh, thousand years and so there's just this big section that's gone and then when the section re-emerges all of the technology is different uh so do you think it was was it just the let's see was there nothing recorded because of an erosional event they that's what or they, they lack of got, deposition they think uh, it I got washed away washed away okay and so when you see you know three hundred twenty thousand years ago you get into you know, the middle stone age. Mm -hmm. um, before that, it's the uh, uh, Acheulean period or Acheulean. That's what the tool, Acheulean hand axes. And then in the middle stone age, you see these innovations where they go from just, I mean, the hand axes are just rocks that have sort of points on the end. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Bash things with mm -hmm. um, to developing like projectile points. And things like that where you see this range of instruments oh that's cool and the thought is they're tying it together from four hundred thousand years ago they're, they're starting to see that there was this dramatic shift in the climate and in the ecology mm -hmm. that is sort of why they think the humans have to adapt not the humans this is homo erectus so this is early hominids have to adapt to this change. And so they're adapting to the change in, you know, these smaller species that are probably quicker and move faster. So they're developing projectiles to. Ah, to very cool. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, there, there's obviously a lot more to it uh, that I can ask Alex about, but um, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, so Homo erectus was early. Homo erectus was, you know, uh, back to about a million. In the Middle Stone Age, it was Homo Heidelbergianus, Heidelberg, and Genus. Heidelberg. Heidel Homo Heidelberg, which they found um, fossils, I want to say, in, in the Heidelberg region of Germany, but that's not. <laughs> either here or there yeah. yeah and then homo naldi is the other one um anyway if you do paleontology or you do early hominid uh, evolution feel free to write me at chris at geology flannel <laughs> with all of those pronunciations yeah um, that's all awesome right. i see what we're doing here all right <laughs> yeah you mess with the bull, you get the horns, all right? I'm just letting you know. Um, but it's, it's interesting because it's, you know, it, it's the one thing, and I often, when I, when I teach climate and climate change, I, I always try and I, I give a lot of doom and gloom because that's sort of what we face. But I also... The, the outlook, yeah. The outlook. <laughs> I also like to leave an upbeat note in that, you know, hominids are resourceful. And we, we've adapted to glacial interglacial cycles for two million years. Uh, so I'd like to think we're, we're able to adapt, but to adapt, you actually have to do something. And currently, we're, we're, we're not doing anything. So um, this well, is an interesting way of, of sort of looking at, <clears throat> looking at how early hominids adapted. Well, so here's the segue now. That's a really cool uh, story, Jesse. Um, Thanks. So the, uh, here's the segue now to my story. My, my, I got two stories and both relate to climate change. So right now, we are in the midst of the most active hurricane season on record. Uh, we're up to 30 named storms now, and it's just... Uh, it's, it's one for the record books in terms of, uh, you know, for, for this hurricane season. So, yeah, and just real quick, even, even geologically, so if you think about it, if you had a very active hurricane season, and it, it can get recorded in the stratigraphy, but 
chances are that every subsequent storm is going to erase the previous storm. So you're, you're going to be left with one storm's worth of evidence. Am I? Well, well maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. <laughs> you, you have the potential to erase a previous storm from the same year. Yeah, okay. From the same, from the same year. Okay. I might, that's, that's what I'm but saying. You yes. can also get. Yes. Redepositions. And yeah, yeah, the sediment's gonna go somewhere. You can get depositional events sometimes with with depending on the conditions. Yes, that that's do you, all. Do you know what it's called? Uh, preserved preserved storm deposit is called a tempestite. Tempestite. Yeah. Tempestite. Come on, man. come on, really? Yeah, no, I knew you knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking. That was the asking the general audience. The yeah. Rhetorical. Uh, yeah. So you can. But promote- a- anyway, yes. Sorry. So you in do- recorded history. Yeah. Whether and, geologic or actual. Yeah. And a lot of times you see tempestites, you, you see them on shore as these big lags of sediment, but they preserve oftentimes as what are called hummocky cross stratification. Mm-hmm. Where you get these big hummocks and swales and you have a the lag. Big waves. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's. Uh, they're real pretty in outcrop. They are. You see yeah. them out. You can see them in. in um, a lot of the sandstones in Utah. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's almost like, uh, well, anyway, there's, there's, there's a lot of different ways that storms can get preserved in, in the rock record. But uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's go to present day. So before anything, well, the things that are actually do, causing the sand to, to, or the sediment to, to move around to make these features we were just talking about. So like, uh, so let's let's talk about the the hurricane season of 2020 is the it's like I said it's the most active uh, se- uh, active hurricane season on record and everything's it's just it's a very interesting situation going on this year. So do you guys know when they started naming storms? <clears throat> March. March? Oh, oh, naming. <laughs> Sorry. Last March, once COVID March. hit, we started. <laughs> I, I thought you meant for the, for this year. Yes, no, no, no. Um, uh, uh, the fifties. Yeah, they uh, named them after saints, right? Or their saints feast days. No, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. When uh, uh, yeah, they they used to, like if it if it happened like they used to call it like the the Easter storm of sixty two or the, oh, it was like the Ash Wednesday saint, storm. Yeah, yeah the saint, saint Francis storm of oh. blah blah blah. I hmm I I don't know. It's interesting. I yeah I don't know. What what I looked up with the I was on uh, the NOAA website. They the United States started uh, naming storms in 1953, but they only used female names. Named it, nailed it. <clears throat> oh yeah, they only changed it to male and female recently, like the last ten years or something. No. Um, <laughs> well, oh, so, no, yeah. here's Hurricane Andrew. Duh. Yeah. Um, no, and then, oh. uh, no, it was, yeah, and that so, was okay. more than 20 years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> then by 1978, both male and uh, female storms were used. Or, I'm sorry, ugh, let me say that one more time. I can't talk this evening. By 1978, both male and female names were used to identify northern Pacific storms. And it wasn't actually used in the, in the uh, Atlantic Ocean until 1979. Uh, Chris, maybe that's what happened. Maybe uh, male and female storms started to get together in the 70s, and that's why we have a lot more storms now. But there, there's <laughs> well, actually, that, that's that's uh, storm love each other, breeding that, more storms. So that's actually kind of controversial what you just said there, Steve. So it's not necessary. Well, so there's there's a school of thought that. That originally said with climate change, there's not necessarily going to be more storms. It's just the storms that are going to that are going to brew. Can you say storms brew? Form, I guess, would be the better yeah, word no, to say. Storms are brewing. Yeah, storms I like it brewing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like parlance. It's not just for beer. Yeah. But, <laughs> so like, want to be an old timey old timer? Yeah. Porch. Well, now sure. there's 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 some whispers in the uh, scientific community saying I, I was just reading something today that they think they, you might actually be getting more storms um associated with climate change but that's still like uh yet to be determined the science isn't isn't really out on on that yet but Uh, we have one data point this year yeah well (laughs) but it's a a la nina year though and they they think that's that's what's attributing to the 
the higher act uh, the higher hurricane activity oh, in the really? Atlantic. Yeah. Huh. So, but that's that's a good point. Yeah, that they they used to think that it was. I feel like early on they would say they they were climate change. They were talking about like there's going to be more storms because there's going to be more hot water. Yeah. And then the thinking shifted like ten or fifteen years ago, and they're like, no, actually. There are just going to be more intense storms. I am yeah. so happy, Jesse, that you just said this. <laughs> so let's get into this first story. So this, this first story that, um, and like I said, if, if you want to check up on these, uh, if you want to read these articles that we're talking about, you can go to geologyflannelcast.com. And, and we have under the, under the uh, episodes, we have all these, uh, the links to all these, all these stories we're talking about. So I, I went down a rabbit hole and I started reading about the hurricanes. And so the first story I want to talk about was uh, this is I got this article from uh, National Geographic, and uh, this first storm uh, it's entitled this actually kind of this came out uh, last month so it's it's about a month old, and it's entitled Tropical Storms Can Sometimes Supercharge the Storms That Follow, so this is really they so that what they're talking it's really really fascinating so they talked about 2018 okay let's go let's think back the hurricane season two years ago 2018 there was uh, Hurricane Gordon, all right? And uh, Hurricane Gordon is in the, in the Gulf of Mexico and it, it hits the West Coast, it hits the West Coast of Florida and then goes, it, and then hits uh, Alabama, like near like the, the, the border along the coast of Alabama, Mississippi. So typically what happens is when a hurricane rolls through, it starts, it stirs up all the water. So we know that hot water uh, is like the fuel for hurricanes. So the hotter the water is, the higher octane fuel that you're, you're, you're feeding the hurricane. The way the hurricanes work is they basically take that energy. So hotter things have more energy. And it's just Mother Nature's way of redistributing the energy over Earth. So it takes the hot, the hot water, gets energy from that, and basically dumps it off further, further north. So... Anyways, so that's, that's kind of the, 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 the very, very watered down, pun intended, way uh, explanation of how, how the hurricanes work. So, but that hot water is really, it's kind of like this like thin, it's like this thin layer of water on, on the surface. And then below that is all this cold water, right? So the hurricane's coming through and it's churning, it's churning up all this water and the water that's left in the wake of the hurricane is cold. So cold water kills hurricanes. I said hurricanes need to have that hot water. And so typically what happens is when there's a hurricane kind of going through and then a second hurricane's following it, that cold water that's in the wake of the hurricane tends to, tends to, to kill it off and, and, uh, and, and takes, it, it, there's, there's just not enough fuel for, for that hurricane to, to do its thing and get stronger and stronger. But this is where it's, let's go back to 2018, right? Hurricane Gordon's in the Gulf of Mexico, right? It's doing its thing. It's churning up the water. But what happens is it had to do with the direction that the hurricane was moving, coming off of Florida and going towards, uh, going to the north towards the Gulf of Mexico, said towards Mississippi and Alabama, the coast and like the, the geometry and orientation of the coast actually took, took that cold water. And instead of it like churning everything up, it took that cold water and it pushed it out towards the edge of the continental shelf. So where you have the continental shelf, that's generally, that's the shallower ocean water. That's the, the continental shelf is a part of the, part of the ocean. It's, it's closest to the coast. It hugs the, it hugs the coastline. And typically the water is really not that deep, like what, like 200 meters ish on average for the, you know, we're not dealing with like tens of thousands of feet of depth yeah. along the continental yeah. shelf. So this cold water comes to the coast and the coast pushed pushes that cold water back and basically falls off the continental shelf into the deep water of the Gulf of Mexico. All right. So, and it, like I said, it just happened to work that way with just kind of the orientation of the coast. So now there's only hot water left behind. So hurricane Gordon does this thing, boom, rolls through. So shortly after hurricane Gordon rolls through a heat wave comes in. All right. And what do you guys think that heat wave is going to do to the already warm water? Yeah. Want to make it warmer, water. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. It's shallow, shallow, hot water already. And it's getting hot in here. It's just going to heat it up even more, right? So, 
it got to the point where the ocean water was kissing 90 degrees. What? Yeah, yeah, high 89s, high 89s. It's, it's and, like a and to have, Yes. To yes, have a hurricane, yes. well, first of all, that is super hot, but to have a hurricane, uh, studies have shown that you need at least 80 degree water. Yeah, 79 mm -hmm. degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. Yep, thanks for mentioning that. That's the, the threshold. All right. Following in the path now of Hurricane Gordon, so we have this heat wave for a little bit, and it wasn't like a crazy heat wave, just a kind of run-of-the-mill heat wave. Then following Hurricane Gordon comes Hurricane Michael, and it hits this like really hot Gulf water, and it's just like, boom, it explodes into a Category 5 hurricane. So, And then that caused a lot of damage. 16 people died and, and billions of dollars in damage. Okay. Well, sorry, I don't want to No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's part of what we've been seeing lately is these storms <clears throat> that that are that that they develop and they develop and they're going from like tropical wave like tropical waves or depressions to category three, four, and five in like forty eight hours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Their their development is just insanely rapid. So Hurricane Michael, the one that that. Uh, that blew up into the category five at the, uh, was the strongest storm ever to hit the Florida panhandle. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so why am I talking about this? So is this just like a, a freak accident that happened? Well, what's happening with climate change and, and as, as scientists are studying this and, and making predictions about what's happening there, number one, there's a lot of variables. And there's, there's variables that, that you know, these, these climatologists are, are, are still kind of figuring out. We're actually going to talk, my second story, we're going to talk about another variable that, that some people just kind of are, are, are um, suggesting. But, and it's not only the independent, these, these variables by themselves, it's how they interact with other variables. And it's that interaction. And it's this compound effect of everything. So what we had was, you know, we're looking at, the earth, the, you know, the earth's surf, the temperatures on the earth are, are warming up. It seems like every, every decade on record is like hot, the hot, hotter than the, the one before it's breaking the record is the, the, the hottest decade, you know, on record. And so we had hurricane Gordon come through and just kind of did a weird thing with the, like I said, with the, the, the orientation of, of the coast and, and the, the cold water and all that stuff. But then this heat wave came in, right. And it was this compound effect on top of that and and then you know then then hurricane michael came in so that's that's what we're looking at and, and it's it's more or less just kind of recognizing that uh you know the thing that we really we should really need to what we're really gonna be learning about is these these uh these cumulative or these these compound effects of just the different variables of climate change interacting with each other so i guess the the moral of that story is climate change is complicated and uh, the more we learn about it, the scarier things are kind of, you know, it's just like, holy crap, we didn't expect, we didn't even think of this chain of yeah, events that could happen. Yeah, when, I, when, I, when I teach about it too, I, I always draw on like how it was taught to me, you know, 15 years ago. So mm -hmm. like not, not that long, I'd like to say to myself. Uh -huh. So like 2005, when I learned as an undergraduate about climate change, like they talked about, okay, this is what we expect to see X, Y, and Z. Uh -huh. And <clears throat> now not only do we see X, Y, and Z, but we see A, B, and C that we hadn't considered. And we're also seeing like X, Y, and Z, I was told wouldn't happen until 2100. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so it's, it's kind of crazy. No, it's yeah. funny. Cause when I was in school, climate change was like 50% accepted, 50% yeah. not accepted. Like, but, but the climate change you were talking about, Steve, when you were in school, that was like the Pleistocene <laughs> uh, glacial periods, the glaciations going was, on there. Uh, green ice stage. Everything will warm up and the Wisconsin ice, <laughs> the Wisconsin ice age will come to an end. <laughs> 
this glacier will be here forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and, sorry. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> but have you guys seen that uh, Futurama? That's why Steve was nodding his head so much when I was talking about the uh, hand axes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember those I hand axes. I remember making them, yeah. <laughs> it's my cousin Ugg. have you seen that futurama episode where they explain climate change and how they fixed it no what happened (laughs) like scientists just now drop ice cubes into the ocean every every so often (laughs) and that stops climate change (laughs) you know but it kept getting worse so they just dropped bigger ice cubes (laughs) and then finally it was like and that's how they fixed it forever (laughs) anyway um yes thank you very much no i mean even even when i got to temple you know in the mid 90s it was not accepted that there was climate change well that's i mean when i first started teaching it like as a lecturer in like 2010 I would have to be like, all right, here's what we know. And here's, you know, here's why we know it's for real. And now it's 2020. I'm like, like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to cover the other side of why it's real. Cause it, it is like, yeah. I, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. There's no time for me. If you don't buy it, I can't help you. But it, it's interesting because, you know, that's kind of what drove me to geology. Honestly, when I was in the, you know, in the early nineties, when I was in grade school, uh learning about like deforestation and and increased co2 levels and um the whole the ozone layer and all that stuff like i, I wanted to become an environmentalist that's kind of what drove me to geology because at the time yeah same there wasn't there wasn't much of an environmental science program anywhere really so you kind of went to college yeah they had an environmental science maybe as a major but geology was the the science part of it yeah yeah and going into it like i knew it in grade school and then it's funny you get to college where these some of these professors have been there for like 30 years and you expect them to be on the cutting edge and knowing all this stuff and and they were stuck kind of in the past like like no i'm not really sure i believe this i need a little more information kind of thing meanwhile you know six seven years earlier you know i had already known it as a, as a seventh grader yet mm-hmm. these these so-called experts weren't buying it so it, it was it was a weird dichotomy there going into it to say the least yeah so yeah, so back in the place scene. Back in <laughs> you and your uh, I don't know, your pet woolly mammoth, <laughs> saber tooth tiger. I don't know. Listen, Snuffleupagus. <laughs> God rest his soul. Is he not on Sesame Street anymore? No, I think he I don't I... No, she first off. Snuffy was a she? Right? I I don't know. I haven't watched Sesame No, Street. actually, its proper name is Mr. Snuffleupagus. So, yeah, I try and gender Snuffleupagus. No, that's that's a good point. I actually, I in my as soon as you said she, I was like, I don't know if I ever assigned a gender to yeah, Snuffleupagus. I, but uh, I thought Snuffleupagus was gone because it was imaginary. Real or was no, it was imaginary. imaginary. It, it, Which Big I Bird only saw Snuffy when nobody else was around. No. He yeah, was real. Of course, he yeah, was real. No, I'm saying, I'm real. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Let's talk about hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the second story is uh, once again. This is uh, another Nat Geo article that uh, that I was reading. That I want to talk about. Title of this is "Hurricanes Are Lasting Longer, Staying Stronger Over Land." So this is. I saw this headline and I did not read this, so I'm excited to hear you talk about well, it. Well, here we go. You just hit the lottery, baby. Oh man, <laughs> this, is great. this is this is what I want in my life. I don't want to read anymore. I just want uh, you to explain things to me. I, I guess I'm your own your personal your personal geologist for the day, right? Yeah, I I want yeah. You're like my own little personal audible here. Meanwhile, all right. all, all the meteorologists listen to us like 
what do you need a geologist for when you're talking about hurricanes? <laughs> I guess you're right about that. Anyways. <laughs> the ocean wouldn't hold water without the rock underneath. That's all I'm saying. Bam. Oh, man. This is like an episode of Jesse's Corner where stumped the geologist. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, Jesse's great at the, uh, what was it, how everything in life ultimately relates back to geology. Yeah. yeah. Can, we we have just end with like, there's an earth. Game over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what planet are you on right now? <laughs> I, we did have one Patreon like extra episode where it it came close to stumping him. Yeah, uh, uh, but we didn't. I'm I'm not even going to mention it because you know. Please don't. It would haunt me. <laughs> we finally just got the night terrors to end with Jesse. <laughs> the bed wedding too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Therapy's finally working. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have me relapse here. On air, start crying. So, back to hurricanes. All right, all right. So, there's a new study uh, that was just uh, published in Nature, where they analyzed the hurricanes that struck North America from 1967 to 2018. Okay, so they found that the hurricanes that made landfall in the 1960s lost 75 percent of their power in the first day after coming ashore. And today, hurricanes that strike land typically lose their power. They, they, I'm sorry, let me say that again. The hurricanes that strike land uh, today typically uh, decay about 50% in the first day. Wow. So we go from 75% uh, in the first day in the 1960s to 50%. They lose 50% of their strength in the first day. That's now. crazy. What are they attributing that to? Well, since you asked, let's. <laughs> I didn't. I throw them up. You just knock them out of the park, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in the previous story, we talked about that once again, warm water is the fuel for these hurricanes. And now you have a hurricane, it comes on land. It doesn't just keep on barreling over, you know, uh, forever and, and going on to land. No, hurricanes need this warm water. Okay. And so when they go onto land, you cut off their fuel source and the whole thing falls apart, right? But in the 1960s, after the first day, the hurricanes lost 75% of the power. And now in the first day, they lose about 50% of the power, right? So the story behind this is these, uh, well, these climate modelers where they were, they, were, they were looking at these storms hitting landfall, you know, hitting landfall, making landfall, excuse me. Um, and they just they, the previous the previous storm models could not explain like what was going on like why why are they why are they you know they're slower to break they're slower to lose their energy well so they think they found another variable in terms of hurricane strength right so and this is this is really interesting so I'm reading this article and it was it's kind of like one of these things where it's just like some of the best scientific discoveries are the thing that's right in front of your face, right? And I, I mean, like, it's just, it was this there and it was so obvious that it just gets, it gets overlooked for so long, so long. So it goes back to a very fundamental point of, of just uh, climate physics, really, I guess. Warm air holds more moisture than cool air, right? The fun Prove fact it for you right there. No, wait, what's that? <laughs> that's a that's a good fun fact. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah. That's why it's hotter when it's humid. It was really humid today before it started raining. It's, oh, it's man. Well, other 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 way. It's more humid when it's hotter. Yes. No. Yeah. Hotter when it's humid. I'm with Thornberg. Yeah. <laughs> the, the well, if the air is holding moisture, it, it feels, feels hotter. It feels, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you're, today you're, I felt like nothing. Correct. Nothing could dry today. Like Ugh. it was just. It was yeah. gross, and now yeah, it's just raining. And yeah, up and, and don't, don't get me wrong. It's seventy degrees in mid-November, so. I think I think we hit close to eighty down here. Yeah, yeah. It was seventy. Atlanta. Yeah, it was seventy-four and one hundred percent humidity, and it's oh. November eleventh. Yeah. <laughs> well. <clears throat> So I guess uh, <laughs> uh, back to back. So back to the hurricanes. Um, so okay. So we know that there's this link between the the warm air holding more more moisture 
than cool air. And once again, hurricanes, they need, they need this warm ocean water for, for their fuel, all right? And when the Gulf of Mexico gets, or the Atlantic Ocean gets particularly warm, they say it, it supercharges hurricanes, right? And we say, but once they move off of, uh, once they move over land, it's robbed of the fuel and the hurricanes begin to, begins to, uh, to, to break apart. But the, with looking at this, uh, this hype, or this, the, you know, this, this new variable kind of making, they, they making better accounts for this in their, in their models about the warm, warm air holding more moisture. Uh, so these, these storms are holding more moisture and it's kind of like an extra battery pack mm. as it goes over land. And they think that's, that's what's giving it this extra oomph, like a little bit of more momentum, I guess you could say. That makes sense. Yeah. So, it, yeah, when storms, you know, so the eye of the hurricane, so they're rotating, you know, counterclockwise around the eye, the eye at the eye wall, you have that warm air rises off the surface too. And mm -hmm. as it rises off the surface, the further away from the surface it gets, especially if it's over the ocean, it, that's where it's getting its heat from. And so the further away from the surface, it loses heat. And as it loses heat, it loses the ability to hold moisture. And that's why you have rain with hurricanes. But when it rains, it releases that heat. It's called latent, latent, latent heat. heat. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so that makes that, that's interesting. So that, that it's sort of feeding off this moist latent heat. Mm -hmm. So basically, the warmer the sea surface temperature, the more moisture the storm can carry over land and it takes longer for it to decay. So it just from reading this, I guess just like my two cents is that the, the take that I got from the story is it almost seems like the, the warmer the water is, the more fuel it gives that storm, the more momentum that storm has. Yeah, and it the goes, longer it takes to run out of goes, fuel. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> That's crazy. The, that know, is I, I was, I was wondering, I was kind of hoping that was like the, the heat Island effect or something like the warm temperature, warmer temperatures of the land, but no, it, the that I mean, that makes a lot more sense that it's just it's just holding more in reserves. Yeah, and you see like <clears throat> storms like um, I'm just looking at 2020 here, like uh, tropical storm Cristobal, uh, That's which Spanish for Christopher. Yeah, feast <laughs> <laughs> day. Uh, <clears throat> it was. Uh, St. Christopher isn't a saint anymore. Oh. He's not? No. Huh. Why'd they take it away from him? Uh, I don't think he really deserved it in the first place. Mm, I don't really know anything so, about yeah, Anyway. This yeah. is not the podcast for that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> but it's funny because my brother's name is Chris and it bothers the heck out of him because like St. Christopher is like the patron saint of highways, the patron saint of this and that. What? And it wasn't, isn't St. Christopher like the, if you lose something, you pray to St. Christopher? St. Anthony. That's St. Oh, Anthony. Anthony. Way off. Anyway, tune in yeah. for our uh, religious podcast. That's been <laughs> so, like Tropical Storm Cristobal. Um, Cristobal? Cristobal. 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 That's where I um, see into the future. Looking to yeah. Cristobal. Um, it, 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 end of May, early June, it, it literally formed up um, – over the, the Yucatan Peninsula, sort of looped around the Yucatan, hit Louisiana, came up the, the Mississippi Valley, and <clears throat> still had strength by the time it reached the Hudson Bay. Holy crap. Yeah. Up so in Canada. Wow. Early May. I mean, no, yeah. me, early June. Well, and that was the other thing about this hurricane season. Uh, they had the earliest named storms on record. I think yeah. Let me fact check that and make sure I'm. Well, I mean, yeah. if, if, every once in a blue moon, you get one in like January or something, like something really they, weird. But yeah, with 2000, so 2005, we 2020 just overtook 2005. And 2005 had 28 named storms. We have 29 now. Um, and the 28th, Soon to be 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 28th came as they reevaluated the data and they realized there was like a, a system that had popped up like December 31st or some December 30th. Wow. So it's, wow. Um, I'm trying to find, there was a storm this year 
that oh yeah oh paulette was i feel like there was a storm man hurricane teddy hurricane teddy started as a wave off of the uh western coast of africa and went up and hit nova scotia and still had strength as a tropical storm no it was a depression it still had strength as a depression off the southern coast of greenland <laughs> Woo! That's yeah. these storms they need to so, yeah, rename him theodore in this day and age when i don't know when you're listening to this i assume in 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 generations hence it's the year 3030 in the yeah. year 2020 oh i'm sure this is part of somebody's history class oh, in the yes. future yeah oh yeah um <laughs> yeah we're about to there's a storm there's two storms right now in the atlantic basin which it's the latest there's been two at the same time and there's a third that's about to blow up in the southern caribbean caribbean so- caribbean <laughs> so as of recording of this, they're up to yeah, uh, tropical storm Theta. Did that? That's Theta's out there. Yeah, and then you're saying there's two other ones. So Eta, there's Eta and Theta. Uh, yeah, and yeah. there's one that's <clears throat> it's it's forming now, and yeah, you know, by the time this posts, it'll probably have formed. Wow, it'll be Iota. Iota. So wow. we've run out so of names. We... We're in the Greek alphabet. Just so. There. Another fun fact about the the nomenclature, the the naming scheme for hurricanes. The nomenclature. Uh, Yes, if you want to pronounce it like that, you weirdo. Uh, (laughs) Emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yes, exactly. That's how how G pronounces it. We all had our our geochemistry professor in grad school. What what did he say? Nomenclature. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Really? (laughs) I know he said the Himalayas instead of the Himalayas. Yeah, he's one of those. And then um, Labradorite instead of Labradorite. (laughs) He was always big on, well, I mean, it's the proper way, but Nevada. Nevada. That's what I say. We say Nevada. He was was from Arizona. Yeah, he's from, yeah. So Nevada is the proper way. At least for Nevadans. I don't know. For real people, it's Nevada. So before Jesse eliminates the whole Nevada, Nevada uh, audience, <laughs> think about it. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy Nevada. It's beautiful. So the names for the hurricanes come from the World Meteorological Organization. And for Atlantic hurricanes, there's a list of male and female names, which are used on a six-year rotation. And the only time they change the, uh, change the name of a storm, if it's so deadly or costly, that the future use of its name would be inappropriate. Yeah, so, yeah. so they retire them. There'll never be a Hurricane Maria again, or Andrew, Hurricane Katrina, Katrina Andrew, yeah. Sandy. Hurricane Sand, Gloria, Sandy. Hurricane Agnes. I appreciate the light touch the WMO takes. So um, I have this fun fact that I've been sitting on. Do it! <laughs> I literally just gave a lecture on hurricanes on Monday. Um, so since name storm, so 1950, whatever. Three. Well, for the Atlantic, though, it was 79. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> so the number, so from 1950 until 1999, so f- essentially 50 years. Okay. There's been 54 Category 4 and 5 hurricanes. Okay. So, so a little more so than roughly one a year. one a year, yeah. yeah. A year. yeah. Since 2000 including this year, there's been 60. <laughs> so in 50 years, there was one a year. In the last 20 years, 20 there's years been three a year. year. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. So, and one of the things for intensification of these storms is the warm water. So I think, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like as... I feel like one of the things that bogs down <clears throat> how we talk about climate change is, is our, as scientists, as good scientists, our hesitation to be like, this is why it's happening. Because I was literally about to say like, this is probably why it's happening. Yeah. The oceans are warmer. And like, we can measure the temperature increase. Like sea levels are going up. We can measure that one third of that increase in sea level 
is because they're getting warmer. Yes, because mm-hmm. the thermal expansion. Warmer yeah. water is bigger. And so, and like... You know, you warm a gallon of water, it's almost immeasurable. <laughs> you warm, you know, 10 trillion gallons of water, it's a significant amount. Yeah, so it's... it's and I think that <clears throat> it... it fuzzies up the way we fuzzies up the way we talk the way we you know try and explain these things as you can hear from my explanation (laughs) it is a little fuzzy but yeah no i I understand what you're saying it it is people want black and white and we can't say black and white so i got two well first i got a fun fact about the atlantic ocean okay if you're going to disagree with me i'll mute you (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not going to know. You're going to love this. Just, I'm excited. This, this is going to yeah. make your day. I'm going to turn up my volume so I can hear it better. Here you go. Turn it up. You're like one of those rappers in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> turn the bass up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you guys know where the Atlantic Ocean, where the name comes from? The origin Al- of Atlantic Al- Ocean? Atlantis? Nope. No, I used to. I know where Pacific comes from. Yeah, I, by, that was to be my next thing. So what's Pacific. Pacific is peace. So it's like, yes. Yeah. You know who named it? No, tell me. Magellan. Oh, that's Magellan sailed around. I just read this this week. Magellan sailed around into the Pacific ocean and it was very peaceful. He couldn't believe how peaceful it was. And so that's why he named it Pacific. Yeah. Cause you come when you're, especially, yeah, those early, the age of exploration, they've come around, uh, what is it? The Cape of Good Hope. Cape of Good Hope. Yeah. Yeah. They hit the circumpolar current and they, the, the roaring forties or the roaring, the fighting fifties or the sucky sixties, they hit the latitudes <laughs> where like the circumpolar current and the weather is awful and they come up into the Pacific and it's just like glassy blue. Yeah. Perfect. So that's where Pacific comes from. Magellan yeah. did that. And you know, Pacific, it's so, a, yeah, Pacific means peaceful or that's where like pacify comes from. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But Atlant- the Atlantic Ocean was named after Atlas from Greek mythology. Atlas was a titan condemned to hold up the celestial heavens for eternity. Whoa. Yeah. And then here's, you ready? So here's uh, the other kicker. The Iapetus Ocean, the quote proto-Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Do you know what that, where that name came from? No, but I'm excited because. Was that Atlas's mom? Atlas's dad. Ah, Iapetus was Atlas's father. God, those early. <laughs> there you had it. You heard it first from a guy that read this in the book last week. Are <laughs> 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 here on the Geology Flannel Cast. That's incredible. Yeah, seriously. Jesse was like, so excited he had to go run a lateral fast. I, mean, <laughs> I, was, I was just looking on my bookcase because I read a book a few years ago and I actually want to reread it because it's so good. It's called Atlantic by Simon Winchester. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my my shout out simon winchester also wrote a book called the map that changed the, map that the, changed world. the world you yeah. talked about this book on the podcast yeah yeah, I've, yeah. so uh but it's i remember it talking that's why i said like oh that i used to know where the name came from ah mm-hmm. so good atlas okay. iapetus those early scientists those sons of guns <laughs> <laughs> all right and so one other thing I want to get, uh, and this is, okay, I, I just want to, want to say, so when we're, we've been talking about climate change this, this whole episode, right? The one thing I just want to say is by definition, uh-huh. you can't look at a single storm yeah. and talk about climate. Yep. You cannot look at one season of storms and talk about climate. No, so, climate, climate is decades yes decades what i believe is it uh 40 years 30 at, 30 at the minimum but there's no yeah there's no like set yeah it's uh, it's 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 like it's in general what we yeah, use. in general several decades right no the, the way oh, i teach but, it is wet weather is like packing for a vacation climate is packing for your new job oh i use the closet like the closet, like during mm-hmm. the season, like it's winter time. You have winter clothes in your closet. That's climate. But weather is like, oh, today it's it's nice out. I'll I'll wear a long sleeve t shirt. Or it's super cold. I'll pull out a sweater. Like weather is what you pull out in any given day. Oh, okay. my mine was like, oh, I'm going to, uh, you know, 
Jamaica. I'm going to pack shorts and a t-shirt because that's what the climate is in Jamaica. I'm going to Alaska for my job. I'm going to pack clothes for that climate. You're making me crazy. You know, basically long-term versus short-term. Vacation is short-term. Like even if you go to, uh, say, you know, northern New York, but it's in August, you're still going to pack shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. But if you're going to pack for the climate of northern New York, you're going to pack for, you know, just, you know, <laughs> not one to live in New York. I don't know. <laughs> uh, David, one of our Patreons, has the analogy, weather is like you're walking your dog on a leash and it runs back and forth. And climate is the walk. So that's a good one. Yeah, that is that's, a good one. That's like deep. That. <laughs> so, but the thing, I, so you know, I, I mean, I'm just being a little nitpicky here, but just technically, so when you when you do start talking about changing climate, you're supposed to be talking about you know decades. Of, yes. Uh, you know, what's the change? What's the decadal change, or several decades of, of change? You know, what's what's going on over the long term? So, and my, I'm um, just being, but I'm just being nitpicky there. My, so my PhD advisor <clears throat> used the analogy of um when he especially talking about hurricanes he would he would say it's like um like uh barry bonds like barry bonds does steroids, was and, doing steroids and you could not attribute any single home run to the steroids ah but collectively he's hitting more home runs because he's using steroids oh so that can Oh boy! Yeah, I, I always liked it. So that's any, a that's a good analogy. Any I like one it. single hurricane, you can't say it's more intense because of climate change, but you can say we've had sixty in the past twenty years, mm-hmm. probably because the, yeah. But the previous hundred years, nobody's hit that many home yeah, runs. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, you know, and then the, along comes Sammy Sosha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, his neck size grew fifteen inches in in ten years. <laughs> When yeah. he was 40 years old. Yeah. Anyway. He so. shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. There, I said it. Hot take. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, are we, are, is this like a subterfuge baseball podcast? On <laughs> <laughs> so, Have we gotten any emails about my – because I got a lot of texts. I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of texts about my uh, Cal Ripken comments. Oh, really? Good. Yes. You, you deserved it. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yes. feel bad for you at all. Uh, a lot of people were on your same page, guys. So, <laughs> well, uh, so anyway, so that's uh, that's all. I, I just had those those two stories. Um, I know. So, grand finale, Jesse. Are you ready yes. for this? Yeah. All right. So- I've I have never seen. I, I've seen Jesse on just only on several occasions. More animated, more excited than this. This, this ties is- in to human evolution overcoming uh three people have recently been banned from yellowstone because they were caught cooking multiple chickens over a geyser (laughs) (laughs) was one of them woody harrelson multiple chickens <laughs> Wait, to use the hot spring. We don't know any of these people, right? <laughs> no. All right. No, there are three people canoed. They canoed eight hours into Yellowstone. They canoed with chicken carcasses, and they. they Wait, did they did they did they slaughter the chickens and the they, uh, they they were bagged up into roasting bags. Yes, into the hot spring, <laughs> and um. They were, they went and they were bathing in the one river and they came back and there was apparently just like a ranger standing there, probably being like, these are chickens. And they were like, we didn't realize that was against the regulations. They had read the rules and regulations. And nowhere does they it literally say you said, can't use the, uh, the, 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 was it a hot spring or geyser? What'd you say it was? Uh, it just says <coughs> a high, one of the hydrothermal systems. So wow um they said (laughs) rules said not to put anything in there like sticks and garbage or rocks but they figured since they were putting it in and then pulling it out it was non-destructive and it was double bagged um i'm not gonna lie i'm 
I'm siding with the canoers on this one. They did. They they sound like really sort of straight laced. He's quoted as saying, um, "I'm one for big rules for scouting and camping and leave no trace. I don't intend to be a naughty person or be a troublemaker." So. I mean, um, I'm not going to lie. I could hear any one of us saying that. <laughs> I want to know. So they were, they're from Utah. They, they, they're all in their forties and fifties. The three people they're fined between 500 and a thousand dollars. Oh, geez. And they, were, they were banned for two years. Oh no. Two years probation and banned for, yeah, two years. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, they went off. Apparently it was well-marked, like, don't go here. They, they brined the chicken for several days beforehand. <laughs> wow. They, they really thought about this. Did they get to eat the chickens? That's what I'm wondering. Like I'm sh- that park ranger, how do you not? You're, uh, you're that the park, park ranger is like, chicken. boys, I got lunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyone want to have a hydrothermal chicken? Oh man. So, uh, <laughs> chickens were destroyed with extreme prejudice. Says. <laughs> they bring in a bomb squad and they put the big thing where they <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, like in uh, Monsters Inc. where they find the sock. It's just like boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. mean, they said it was there. It was land use, not land abuse. Oh wait, the park rangers left them. And they, they did try it, and they said it was fantastic. Oh, that you know what? That just warms my heart. Yeah. It makes me hungry. That's awesome. So I I saw that story, and it just made me giggle. Oh, that is fantastic. Sure. <laughs> wow. Humans overcoming. Like I said, I want to leave people with optimism. I mean, honestly, a lot of, like, you know, um, fancy chefs and fancy restaurants and stuff, like, that's they're boiling their food in bags yeah. because it's a more even constant heat. Yeah. Sous vide. Oh, thank you. See, yeah. here's our resident chef. So um, why not do it with uh, mother nature? <laughs> I mean, the only way you could top that, I don't want to give people ideas, but cooking your chicken above, a volcano, a volcano, lava. Yeah, yeah. are you kidding yeah, me? That's... No, there's uh, there, there was, was um, University of somebody who in cooked York, steaks over. It was like Syracuse or something like that. Yeah, yeah they cooked steaks, steaks over, yeah. over um, lava uh, flow. Yeah, yeah, they. But it was an artificial. Lava yeah, yeah, flow, they had a furnace. But yeah, still. Yeah, um, but that's the only way I can think of is to, to top that. Just um, I feel like lava flow lava. would be too too much heat too fast. Well, I mean, you got to have it. You figure out the distance, you know. That's, that's no, I understand, but I'm I'm saying that the geyser thing, you know, water only boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Doesn't get any hotter than that, unless well, it was steam well, coming out of the ground. Unless you had some volatiles in it. Yeah, or yeah, you're right. Other things adding to it, but still. But anyways, yes, that's uh, Jesse. I'm really happy that you. Uh, yeah, that's saved awesome. That one for the end. <laughs> um. So if you want to become a Patreon so we can buy a canoe, <laughs> uh, I'll front the money for the chickens. <laughs> uh, well, I think that just about yeah. wraps it up for the day. I think so too. Uh, another, like- another successful flannel cast in the record books. Uh, yeah, so. man. Episode 69. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, once again, as always, the formatting formula, uh, formattingformula.com, YouTube forward slash C forward slash formatting formula. Also, like to thank all of our awesome, we have a ton of Patreons listening to us currently, which is fantastic. I love it. So, mm-hmm. thank oh, you, everybody. Pa- one of our Patreon friends, Maddie, just sent over a whole website about. Uh, Four times people cooked food with volcanoes. Look at that. Yeah, maybe we'll, sh- we'll share that on the Patreon. Yes, that's awesome. Thank you, Maddie. Uh, wait, were you one of the four times, Maddie? I mean, that, that should go up on Twitter right there. This website. That, that last one is the best. <laughs> no comment. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, 
for listening to the end. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on uh, all of our social media. Uh, I don't know, outlets, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter. Twitter's, uh, we're at Geo Flannelcast. It's the only one that we're not Geology Flannelcast. Twitter's Geo Flannelcast. Um, yeah, pay, we have a, a Patreon page. If, um, if you're interested in, in helping out the, the podcast and you have a, a couple dollars to spare, we have, uh, we have different tiers of memberships for the Geology Flannelcast, the lowest uh, starting at just $2 a month. And a cup, uh, of a cup of coffee, a cup of coffee, less than a cup of coffee a month. I just got a cup of coffee this morning from my local coffee shop. It was like three fifty or something like that. Gracious. That you indie. did move into an uppity neighborhood, didn't it you? A little indie coffee shop, you know, hey, just saying up here, Wawa coffee free on Tuesdays. What? Really? Wait, what? What? Yep. Why? It's not free if you just walk out the store without paying for it, all right? <laughs> oh wait, never mind. All right. <laughs> uh no, I just saw a billboard the other day. Free coffee on Tuesdays because it's not Monday. <laughs> wow. Well, there you have it. Uh anyway. but anyway, so we got we got different tiers, uh starting at two dollars. Um if uh, uh and we have you can come uh, if you're a Patreon member for uh, if you become the Quartz Tier Patreon member, you can come hang out with us uh, and all the other Patreon friends. On the uh, we have a little hangout before the podcast, and then a little bit afterwards, uh, a little um, you know, if you any a little meet and greet kind of deal. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. You can watch the watch the uh, podcast get recorded live. So yeah, Patreon Diamond members. members get to watch Chris take his shirt off. So that's always that, um, <laughs> <laughs> if you become a what is it the Topaz member, you get to uh, pick a topic that you'd like to be you'd like to hear covered on the, on the podcast. So we'll do a whole episode devoted to your geology, preferably topic that you, uh, preferably, Preferably. (laughs) we'll see. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so there's a patreon.com slash geology flannel cast. And then, uh, if, uh, or if you just want to just tell a friend, that's always, that helps out a lot too. get the, get the, you know, get the name out there. Um, the geology flannel cast, uh, write a review on iTunes or, or something like that. So, and uh, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. So we have all of the all the podcast episodes. The, we have the the video with it on um, up there on YouTube as well. Yeah, man, you get to see Chris with his shirt off. So um, probably not, but <laughs> anywho, we put a live feed on him just moving into his new apartment, just carrying. We, we did. <laughs> it's pretty it's amazing. The moment he breaks his dis- new dishwasher. Oh, you don't need to put that on the internet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So everyone, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, hope you enjoyed the the podcast and uh, tune in next week. We'll have another action packed episode. Oh, listener questions. Almost forgot it. Uh, last maybe next week we'll do the the listener questions episode. So uh, episode seventy. Episode seven, that'd be a perfect time to do a listener question episode. Yeah. So uh, we, got, we got a bunch ready. We're, we got enough questions to go for a whole episode. So last, last chance. Yeah, and if you're still listening, we have a little teaser. We might actually have some products available. Shut other up. Than, so, other than geez. stickers. Maybe, possibly, on the horizon somewhere. Jesse's, Jesse's free t-shirt for what was it 2017 is that what 2016 it's I forget what it was you say that and it's gonna be like the Simpsons where like you just hear me run out of the room and you hear the car start <laughs> exactly <laughs> out of the driveway yeah so anyway so stay uh, tuned stay tuned for uh, that. you gotta leave them with a cliffhanger Chris all right so well I'm not done but the questions go to geology <laughs> stepping on my toes here <laughs> geologyflannelcast.com uh go to submit listener questions um or if you just want to get a hold of us shoot us an email say hi we don't bite except for jesse um you can hit us up on geologyflannelcast.com all right i'm done all right thanks everybody thanks for listening all right we love you guys thanks bye